on today's program. Uh, I would watch people come into the church and get in the Holy Ghost either for the first time or for the second time, and they're in their 20s and 30s and 40s. I'm thinking, well, if they're 20s, 30s, and 40s, I can wait till then to really get serious. One day, it just sinks in. You gotta be real with this thing. You're about to embark on a few minutes of raw testimony with a candid, unscripted program that goes beyond the pulpit and straight off the church bus. Open conversations that share the true view of Christ to help us through today and into a victorious tomorrow. This is Coffee Bar Confessions. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Coffee Bar Confessions. I'm Timmy and this is our co-host brother Matt. Today we have a very special guest with us. This is Brother Jake Orton. Brother Jake, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? I have uh, been pa youth pastor at Harvest House Church for almost 10 years. Will be 10 years in January. Um, been preaching since I was 15 years old. Received the Holy Ghost at the age of nine. Uh, and I think my first church service uh, was probably when I was less than a week old. I don't know what day of the week I was born in, born on off the top of my head. So pretty much next, next service after that, I'm sure. <laughs> so I've uh, been in this thing a minute, this uh, church thing, been in this ministry thing for a minute. Started teaching Sunday school somewhere around 14, 15 years old as well. So been busy, stayed busy. Also the host of two podcasts, Overachiever. It's a sign of growth is being willing to come on and yes. talk to the world yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah. Being vulnerable is very hard sometimes. Uh, Not remotely. It, <laughs> Not remotely easy. <laughs> it's uh, it, it, your life becomes an open book. And, you know, there's pages that we'd like to just rip out of our book sometimes and not, yeah. not share. But as you said, that's the purpose of this Coffee Bar Confessions is, is we like to piece that book back in, or that page back into our book. That way we can share that page with somebody else. Um, so with you saying that uh, you were actually taking a church more or less like the very next service. Yeah, the next service born. I was out of the hospital. Yeah, and uh, you know, that's it's been my life. Uh, my dad accepted call to preach when I was six months old. So been in the limelight. Uh, my whole life, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, you know, and that's that's something that not a lot of people have the ability to say is that uh, you know that I've been in church. I've always known church. Um, you know, the ability to say that you know you really don't know anything outside the church. You you know yeah. you know uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, midweek services, and Thursdays. I mean that's. You know, when you was younger, it was midweeks on Wednesdays, but... Midweeks on Wednesdays. Uh, my dad was youth pastor, whatever day the youth service might have been on. Uh, parents were in Sunday, Sunday school teachers, and then finally went and started the church when I was 10. Uh, as we go into the, to the first part of our podcast here, talking about the, something that you have overcame, uh, as a person that's been in church since you were born, I'm sure there's not a whole lot of things that you've overcame. Uh, but w with that being said, preacher's kid, youth pastor, you know, 
people think because you've got your suit and your tie on, you've, you've got your hair fixed on Sunday morning and you're living life as a, as a spotlight Christian, they think that you don't ever go through things. They think that you don't never have, have your own battles to, to go through. So is there something that sticks out in your mind in your past that you have had to overcome? That, you know, because here, here's, our, here's our biggest point, and we've talked to you about this before, but our biggest point is, there is right on the other side of that camera there, there's another Jack and Orton out there. And they've dealt with the very same things that you've dealt with. Maybe not a, pa a pastor's kid, maybe they are. But if, they, but if there was another person just like you out there, what could you give them and how could you go about telling them, I've overcame this and this is how God took me through it and so this is how he can take you through it as well? One of the most important things that I think back to is being willing to, and some of this has been stuff that I've only learned within the past two or three years, I suppose. Uh, because important thing about being in the spotlight is no, because you're in the spotlight, you've not had that stuff you've had to overcome so much. Yeah. Here's the problem with that is when you're in the spotlight, every problem yeah, is seen. Exposed. <laughs> when I've had stuff happen to me, I often like to pretend nothing's wrong. Well, this is from everything from physical pain to mental things to the fact that when I was four years old, I started having epilepsy. And oh, that's no big deal. Uh, pretending things are no big deal when they're a big deal. Problem is, if we don't let stuff bother us, we think I have nothing to pray about. We think, uh, what, what do I need fixed? We need to admit that we have problems. Yeah. Uh, I would watch people come into the church and they're um, getting the Holy Ghost either for the first time or for the second time. And they're in their 20s and 30s and 40s. And I'm thinking, well, if they're 20s, 30s and 40s, I can wait till then to really get serious. I can wait till then to get serious. I've got time. But then you start hearing this stuff of God's coming. You need to get serious. This thing's real. Yeah. I have issues getting serious until um, one day it just sinks in. you got to be real with this thing. That's what I've struggled with. Yeah. Realizing I have problems, I have gone through things, uh, they may not be the same things as everyone else, but I, I've got to have enough humility to admit that I have problems. Right. The devil tempts you with what you need yeah. or you want. Um, so I'm sitting here and I realize all this thing, I, 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 I feel like I've been very unbroken I feel like I've been very unbroken and I'm praying I, I wake up in the middle of the night with a burden on me and I, I pray and I, I say God this is a hard prayer to pray and when I told people that I prayed it they were like what's wrong with you <laughs> I said God 
I feel like I have never really been broken. I feel like I'm, I, I think I'm 22 at this point in time. And I'm praying and I, I say, God, I want to know you more. I've been praying my whole life. I've been praying. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. God, I want to know you more. I want to know you in the fellowship of your suffering. And when I prayed, those, prayed that prayer, I went back to bed after my session of crying and praying before God and forgot I prayed that prayer. Several months later, it's January of 2019, um, Brother Ryan Neer is preaching at Truth Apostolic Church. I go to a minister's session. He's talking about um, the storm, and I was thinking, everything's pretty great right now. Um, no real issues. So afterwards, I go up and I'm talking to him, and Brother Nair does what Brother Nair does. Um, begins to just unload all this stuff. Set, talking about uh, when the brook dries up and mm. this and that, and I'm once again thinking, my life's great. What to do when the brook dries up? Once again, the, the prayer I prayed. 24 hours prior, uh, not uh, maybe less than that, uh, I had been at my job as a substitute teacher. Uh, there had been a run-in where I had classes changed on me midway through the day. Ended up in a class with this teacher and uh, the teacher had to leave halfway through the day, just stressed, it seems. Uh, I don't know why, the kids were perfect angels. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, but anyway, uh, during the recess period, they had indoor recess, I was fumbling around the desk, as you uh, do, because sometimes there's supplies and stuff, I want to know where everything was. Picked up, uh, the, for some reason they had a knife in the desk, I thought, oh, that's weird, picked it up. Wrong step number one. That's dumb. Don't do that. For future reference, anyone out there, don't do that. That's dumb. Uh, I'm 23. I'm dumb. Brain's not fully developed yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how life works. Shh. <laughs> uh, so, kid comes up. I don't put the knife down because my brain's elsewhere. Distracted, holding it while I'm talking. Step number two of dumbness. Uh, after recess over, it's like, okay, go sit down. Uh, it's time for class to start. Put the thing down. Shut the drawer. Move on with life. Day continues as normal. Next day, um, I'm accused of saying stuff I didn't say during that conversation. They say, oh, consider this a learning experience. We're just going to let you go. I find out two days later uh, that I'm actually in the middle of a court case. Didn't get told that. <laughs> and during that time, over the next year, I found out what they meant when they said, Brooke dries up. You are without a job. You're going in a court case. You're contacting a lawyer. The lawyer said, what's a guy like you doing here? Your life is stellar. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's 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 uh, what I went through. Yeah, and I went through that whole year, finding out what it's like to pray for real. 
I went through that year finding out what it's like to go through junk because I had not been through junk. Year later, I uh, brother here's back again at your church, and he uh, preaches about prayers you didn't know you were praying. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I realized halfway through there, oh, that's what happens when you pray, God, let me be broken. <laughs> There's a difference in. Uh, going through somebody else's storm with them and then going through your own storm. Yeah. And that's exactly what several of my conversations during that year was. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is my storm. I found out what it's like to have a storm. I didn't let stuff bother me. And now there's something that bothers me. Right. And honestly, the big lesson that I learned was sometimes you've got to admit you've had some stuff before. When you come to God or when you realize that need for God, it's not just a cakewalk after that either. You know, we have storms nay, after nay. storms. <laughs> There's all kinds of different things that we have to fight, things that we face every day. It's an everyday thing. And living for God is, it, I mean, it just gets sweeter and sweeter. But at the same time, we still have those trials that we face. And if, if you didn't have God in those storms, you know, it's just... It's just a wreck and a mess, and but there's there's a peace, you know, when you when you have God in your life, when you go through those things, and there's strength in that, there's strength in having a church and a man of God in those times as well. Oh yeah. So, but part of that is enduring. So I was just wondering, and if you could share with us, with the listeners, is there things that you're currently battling that that you're still overcoming that that you have to endure? Is, is there anything you'd like to discuss about uh, maybe a storm that's still kind of blowing your way? During that year that I mentioned, it, it became obvious to me what I really, my real problem was. Uh, now, we all have these things that we mess with every day. Uh, this is an iPad. I've got an iPhone in my pocket. Uh, Smartphones, screen addictions is a very prominent thing. Yeah. Uh, I have often dealt with way too much social media use, way too much YouTube, way too much all that. And, uh, but I don't think that's the real problem. The real problem is what that's a symptom of. Um, pornography, same thing. I honestly believe people are lonely. I'm a lonely person sometimes. Uh, probably more often than I like to admit. Yeah, uh, it became obvious to me during that time, the thing that got me through that season was going to church services. Going to church services of the many different churches in our area. I came to Truth Apostolic more often. I came to Star Bethlehem more often. I made sure I went to youth rallies because it became obvious I don't want to be alone. Yeah. Um, and I still struggle with loneliness often because, it, it, and I realize I impose it on myself because when I reach out to people, they have a tendency to say, oh yeah, man, let's do it. Let's hang out. Let's talk. Let's spend time together. But I find it so easy to just uh, resort back to my preferred fake world. Yeah, seclude yourself. 
uh, it's easy to binge watch YouTube. It's easy to scroll through Instagram and look at memes. And it's so much easier to watch stuff on Facebook, read posts of strangers, instead of picking up the phone and calling somebody or visiting somebody or going to dinner or have a game night. I don't know. Just have a prayer meeting. Yeah. A Bible study. But so often I just let myself be alone. Not smart. But it's it's uh, what I struggle with so much. A lot of people are alone and maybe some of the listeners that we've got out here today are alone for circumstances. Uh, and some people just, you know, face-to-face combat, face-to-face con- conversation sometimes is not there's some people that seem terrifying yeah it you know uh, nine times out of ten if you ask a person uh, out of eye contact in a conversation it's not there they won't make eye contact with that person when they're talking to them and the re- that that purpose the reason why they do that is because they're insecure with themselves and so loneliness sometimes is a symptom as well not only just is that a symptom of loneliness, but loneliness is a symptom of just being completely insecure with yourself and not knowing vicious cycle. Um, not knowing that if I make a conversation with somebody, are they going to take what I have to say, uh, and 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 you know, are they, are they going to take what I have to say and turn that situation around and make it different? You know, you got you got some people who make a comment, and it's just a normal comment, but that person that's hearing on the receiving end of that comment, they can take that and flip that comment around and make it out to be one of the most vicious comments that's ever been made. And that person be saying, like, I don't really know what's going on. So you got that person that will seclude themselves out of fear of, is everybody going to like me? Is everybody going to like what I say? And then you got some people that can sit in a crowd for two or three people and start talking and people around them just absolutely not listen. I've been there. I've I've known them conversations. Oh. To where you know you have that person at the table, and when you're sitting there uh, at, at some ministers' meetings or some ministers' uh, table, who've been in a restaurant, and you know you got these three or four different people there out there talking, and they're just like everybody's listening to them, and then that one person will make that comment, and it's like you heard the comment, everybody heard the comment, but nobody engaged in that comment, and that conversation just yeah. went out the door, and so. Because of that, you know, out of that you you feel that way and you feel kind of not as important as everybody else around you. And you know, you know, even in ministry, you feel, well, I'm I'm not the type of minister like that, or I'm not the type of person to to be able to just go and to, uh, you know, like there's there's men that that come to our church that you know you think, brother Narlock just said it on the last episode, you know. Those of you that know him know that he's a talker. Mm-hmm. He talks quite a bit, and he can carry on conversation with the wall, and the wall will talk back. I promise. <laughs> like he's just—he's carrying on conversations everywhere he goes. He's easy to talk to. Yeah. But Brother Narlock told told us in that episode was whenever he was in school, he didn't like standing up in front of the classroom and making you know and doing presentations. Yeah. He didn't like talking in front of people. His face would turn red. He would get so embarrassed to, to be able to speak in front of somebody, but yet. Look at the ministry that he's turned up in. Yeah. You know, so it's such a, a fine line between with loneliness. You know, you got to understand my wife will talk a lot about, you know, what is the symptom? You know, w- when somebody gets mad, she would say, well, well, that anger is a secondary, secondary symptom. It's a secondary problem. 
something caused you to be mad and what was that you know was the hurt that you felt was you know all that was so there's a symptom to everything and on our next portion of what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about safeguards you know and you're talking about one of the greatest things loneliness yeah. Christians deal with this all the time loneliness what how can somebody in their life put safeguards because loneliness that's when pornography starts it's when you go to your room by yourself and there's nobody else around that's when pornography starts it's that when when you go to a room by yourself that's when the devil's going to speak and he's going to start telling you that church don't love you that church that pastor didn't shake your hand today and all these situations happen not in a group full of people but in a room by yourself so what are some safeguards that you can tell our listeners today Jake and Orton does this to make sure that my loneliness don't cause me to miss out on what God has for me. Oh. Like, like I said, it, uh, I didn't even realize how lonely I was until I went into that season. And one of the first things that Bishop White told me to do during that time because I was, Facebook was a cesspool of sharing articles about what had happened. And Bishop White's advice was this. Delete your account on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Delete all your social media. Uh, don't, don't delete the app. Delete your account. Yeah. Um, and suddenly I realized how much time I had been spending on there. Right. Um, Mark Brown tells people to do this challenge of uh, with their media 30 days don't consume any media no videos no TV shows no none of that and during that time find out what you've been dealing with because it's a drug it's yeah. it's uh, causing you you're using it to narcotize yourself basically uh, to using it like someone would use a stimulant or a depressant, whatever, a drug, alcohol. You're using it that way because you're, you're hiding from the fact that you actually have a problem. So what I've realized, uh, first you need to know you have the problem. You need to know, you, you might not even realize you're lonely because you're filling yourself with other things. Yeah, I'm definitely. keeping myself busy. Uh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm I'm busy. I'm I'm doing stuff for the church, or I'm uh, spending time. Uh, I, I I talk to people when I play video games online. I talk to, I talk. I make comments on YouTube. I uh, I have this relationship with whoever this guy that runs this YouTube channel is. No, you don't. Yeah. I promise you, that YouTuber has no idea who you are. Right. Uh, that person, those people on Netflix have no idea who you are. You don't have a relationship with them. You need to separate yourself from the fake world so that you can engage in the real world. Yeah. And it's so easy to say, I'm, I'm spending time on here in the digital world. It, there are even arguments out there. There are philosophers, modern day philosophers claiming 
that the digital world is just as real as the real world. It's not. No, no. It's not. Uh, that's the reason why pornography is harmful to marriages because people think that uh, the fake world is real. They, they, they ha they've let their fantasies become real. People have issues talking to people nowadays because they let the fantasy of Instagram become real. They've let the fantasy of TikTok and Facebook become real. They've let the fantasy of YouTube and whatever else it may be become real. They've idealized book characters. They've idealized movie characters. And you have to cut it off. You have to create limits. You have to do this. Uh, for me personally, during that, I spent almost an entire year with no Facebook, no Instagram. I haven't had Snapchat since 2019. Uh, uh, I actually heard a statistic. It, this one, this one preacher said that 90% of the divorces that he's dealt with started with a Snapchat. So he tells his church to just delete their Snapchat yeah. accounts. Right. Uh, I have not had a Snapchat since 2019. It's important that we cut these things out. Right. We can't be living in the digital world. I'm not going to say that I have no Facebook anymore. I still have a Facebook. You can go add me. You can follow any of my podcast pages online. I have them. Uh, there's a YouTube channel. There's a Facebook page. I have those things. Yes, I do. I can't use them like I used to because if I do, I will step back into loneliness and not connect with people in the real world. Second safeguard that's actually really important. God gave us a church for a reason. Yeah. Uh, God gave us a church for a reason. If there are uh, nearby churches having special arrivals, go to them. If the people eat after church, go. You don't have to go pay big money. You don't. Uh, there, are, there are preachers that I know of that go to these things and they go hang out. I'll just have a tea, thanks. Yeah. It's not about the food. Yeah. It, it, it's about the people. God, it, it says in the book of Acts chapter 2, I'm not talking about the part where you hear the plan of salvation. I'm talking about the plan of staying in. I'm talking about the plan of lasting. I'm talking about Gross. the plan of continuing. It says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And, yes, the doctrine is incredibly important. You need to know your Bible. But it says, and in breaking of bread and in prayers, and they were daily house to house and in the temple. They were together. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to preach. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we got to do. We got to disconnect from the fake and connect to the real. Brother Jakin has his own podcast. And uh, Brother Jakin, do you want to talk about those for us? Like I said, um, once again, let me uh, reiterate something I said at the beginning. <laughs> I am an Enneagram 5. Uh, that is the investigator. That's the nerd. Uh, that's the guy who's all connected to all his books and stuff anyway uh, so I feel like it's an incredibly uh, bookworm thing I have two podcasts yeah <laughs> uh, I, I have a YouTube channel uh, that you can check out uh, as well as a podcast uh, called peculiar uh, you can go follow those things as I said on Facebook and Instagram uh, post to peculiar uh, at the moment I try to do weekly I've missed a few episodes here and there lately because life's been busy uh, but the tagline is, church people are weird. 
because if you've been in it as long as I have, you know they're weird. We are weird people. We use weird words. Uh, we live our lives in a strange way. The Bible said he's called us to be a peculiar people, a chosen generation. I'm messing up the order on that. That don't matter. But, yeah, we're peculiar. We're odd. Uh, the Bible does not mean odd when it says that. Uh, it means special. But yeah. being special makes us weird. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, secondly, Reality Speaks, that was started in the midst of 2020. Uh, the first episode was like the 28th uh, or 2nd, somewhere in that area. We were a week into the pandemic. Um, and youth ministry was dead, down, uh, couldn't be going to youth services because uh, the government said no. <laughs> um, so me and my youth committee, consisting of my brother-in-law and his wife, my sister, and we just, three of us, sat down at their kitchen table and started recording and going live on Facebook and posting to Anchor. And uh, we just decided to say, what's really going on in the world? What does the Bible really say, and what are we as, supposed to, as Christians really supposed to do about it? So Peculiar is for the newbies, and Reality Speaks is for those of us who have been in here a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> that's, to the that's, weird ones. Yeah. Pe peculiar is to those of us new to this weird thing, and Reality Speaks is uh, for those who are already weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's got some great content on there. I've listened to several episodes myself of both peculiar and reality speaks and i've enjoyed every bit of it brother yeah as well as we've been on there yeah, yeah we've been on there too. yeah y'all <laughs> been on the second most recent episode of peculiar it's uh be sure to go check that go out check that out we can get long-winded sometimes on yeah. there uh, uh, a little bit uh, we, that was my uh, i think longest episode to date <laughs> yeah uh, but it, it was fun. Uh, go check that episode out if you check nothing else out. So. Yeah. And uh, we thank you for listening. And uh, help us go from house to house by liking us and sharing and helping us reach as many homes as we, as we can. Uh, we want to reach those who are listening and to the people that you share with in some way. So help us out by liking us and sharing and subscribing. And we want to wrap this up with a, a prayer. So uh, if you will join us, we would love to just bow our heads and just ask God to do what He can do through us and give Him glory for what's done here today. So if you guys don't mind, let's, let's go ahead and get our minds on this. Lord, we ask that you, God, reach, God, deeper, God, than our voices can reach, oh God. Lord, God, we thank you, Jesus, God, for this podcast, God, for every word spoken, oh God. Lord, we ask that you bring light, God, and strength, God, to, to somebody listening out there, God. Lord, we ask that you open their hearts, God, give them strength in their situation, God, in their, in their circumstances, oh God. Lord, by you, God, and through you, God, we are overcomers, oh God. Lord Jesus, God. Lord, we ask that you forgive us, God. We ask that you strengthen us, God, that you draw us closer to you, God. Lord Jesus, let us be sensitive to your spirit, God. Lord, we ask, God, that you, God, remove every hindrance, God, and distraction from our minds, oh God. 
Lord, and encourage every person listening, God, that they can be an overcomer. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in on today's program. We're glad to have Brother Jake in with us as well. Until next time, on Coffee Bar Confessions. Thanks for taking the time to take in today's program. This is a media ministry outreach of Truth Apostolic Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. For more information about our ministry, visit our website 